Hello, this is a Trevor Jackson podcast sponsored by Anchor app. You know how we do. Rockefeller. Forever. Catch me, skating through your town, putting it down, y'all relating, no waiting, I'll make your block in for red hot, I'm like Satan, y'all feel a nigga struggle, y'all think a nigga little, hustle behind the wheel, trying to escape my trouble, can't stop the greeting me, I'm talking sweet the keys, cursing the very God. That boy... What's really good, y'all appreciate y'all tuning in to the podcast, y'all see the title, I'm just now recovering from uh, COVID, and my thoughts have led me to desensitize. Is the world we live in desensitized? Is people not sensitive to nothing no more? Like, we live in a world where people are just hardened by everything. And I wanted to talk about some topics about things that has people hardened and situations where a person spoke to another individual that may have hurt them or made them hardened, and now they're desensitized. They're not sensitive no more. And uh, do we live in that type of world? Like, get in the comment section, help me out, and help me further the discussion. Are we living in a desensitized world? And before I go any further, you know me and them definitions. I'm going to pull up the definition of desensitized, and I'm going to talk to y'all about it. We're going to break it down. So desensitized. Make less sensitive. Make someone less likely to feel shocked or distressed at scenes of cruelty, violence, or sufferance by overexposing them to the images. Hmm. Is that what the news is trying to do to us? Like, every time you look at the news, they have five murders popped up. Five murders. The news is useless unless you want to be miserable and be unsensitive. We ain't sensitive to nothing no more. Somebody died. The next day, we just move forward. They just did. Nobody cares. I have feelings about anything no more. It's normal. Children, is it's normal. They ain't going to miss their auntie or their uncle if they pass away because so many people are passing and so many people are dying that it's just normal. And when I think about, like, I had contracted COVID, and I was thinking in my head, like, don't nobody give a shit. <laughs> don't nobody. Ain't nobody going to bring me a bowl of soup. They could care less. It's, you have to care about yourself. You have to protect yourself. You have to be sensitive towards yourself. There's nothing wrong with being sensitive, man. Or is there something wrong with it? Hmm. I don't think anything's wrong with it. But I was looking at I'm, one of the things that uh, I'm going to pull up about desensitize is something that I was looking at. T-Pain. T-Pain was talking about something that had him stressed out and he was breaking down. He wasn't healthy. His mind wasn't right. He said Usher said something to him on a, a first class flight one time. And I'm going to pull it up and we're going to look at it together. And this is what Usher said to T-Pain and this is how T-Pain felt about it. Let's listen to it. I heard a story about you and 
we were actually going to the 2013 BT Awards and we were all in first class and uh, I went to sleep. I was awakened by um, by the flight attendant. She said, I would like to talk to you in the back. So I got up and went back and it was like, uh, you know, how's everything going? Quick, small talk. No big deal. And um, it was like, man, I want to tell you something, man. I was like, what's, what's, what's good? I thought he was about to tell me something real. He sounded real concerned. He was like, man, you kind of kind of fucked up music. I didn't understand. Usher was my friend. He was like, nah, man, you really like, you really fucked up music for real singers. Literally at that point, I couldn't listen. Is he right? Did I did I fuck this up? Did I fuck up music? And I and that is the very moment. And I, I don't even think I, I realized this for a long time. That's the very moment that started like a four-year depression for me. Got something mm. to say. That's crazy. He said it started depression for him immediately after he said that. Who was Usher? to tell T-Pain that he fucked up music because you ain't profiting off of it no more. Like, it was people doing uh, that before T-Pain. It was Zap and Roger. It was a whole bunch of different people that was using auto-tune. And then while T-Pain stressed out about him doing auto-tune, the youngsters and other people in future come in the game and they run with it and they elevate it even more. And now he's just a memory. And Usher said that to him being desensitized. He wasn't sensitive to T-Pain's feelings. And he probably didn't even know that until just last week after T-Pain spoke about it. He probably didn't even know that. So it's crazy, like, the things you say to people, the energy that you attract, the negativity that you spew and how it can have an effect on the other individual and how negativity is being promoted to control other individuals to control this world to control profitability showing murders and negative stuff everywhere we go and then you just inherit that energy and you just become a part of it and all of it becomes one so man try your best to (laughs) stay away from that type of foolishness man but another thing i've been watching basketball that made me use the word desensitize or we desensitize Paul George. He named himself playoffs P he wasn't playing that well, but at the end of the day, Paul George has been a good baller. He's been a good baller. He's been hooping. He just ain't been doing what people probably expected from him. Like, you know what I'm saying? They probably expected more from Paul George and he wasn't, giving them what they expected. So people was bashing him like media people. I know they get paid for that. They get paid to talk bad about other individuals, but Paul George has been hooping this playoffs. He had five 30 point games in a row. Do we owe Paul George an apology? Do we owe him an apology? Cause he's been balling. He ain't been playing garbage at all. Paul George been hooping. So at the end of the day, is it affecting this man? We They don't know how 
it's affecting him. And I know in the bubble, he was saying that his mental health was affecting him last year and he couldn't play well because he was in that bubble. He was confined and he didn't feel good about himself. Now he out the bubble, he balling. He ain't had too many bad years. He's a perennial all-star. He's a hooper. Paul George is a hooper. And I'm going to go ahead and say I apologize because I spoke one time out of character talking about uh, Paul George. And Paul George is a baller, man. It's just the world that we live in. We desensitize to a lot of things and we'll talk negative about stuff that really shouldn't be spoken about like in a negative light. We'll talk bad about greatness. Like it's people that hate LeBron James for no reason. They can't even appreciate what he's doing on the basketball court, the greatness, because they just don't like him personally. And then <clears throat> something that my father told me that uh stick with me to this day. He said, how can you dislike somebody you don't know? That's lame as hell. You don't know this person personally, but you dislike them for no reason. People be around here looking at TV stars and people they never met and dislike them for no reason. They don't even know them at all. That's weird. Like, what is the real discussion about being desensitized? So, okay. So, you know, I work, uh, in a warehouse. I work in a factory myself. And I was listening to this guy speak that works at Amazon and his experience. And I was thinking about, wow, people are desensitized for profit. They could care less about the human experience. They just want the profit. And the human being got to do his job like a robot so he can continue to pay the bills. And if he don't pay the bills, we'll replace him with another robot. So this is what the young man had to say. And if you are young and you're listening to this podcast, I want you to listen to this closely. So you won't end up in these positions at these jobs and continue to go to school. So you won't have to work at these facilities. who look at you as a robot. I'm a relatively young guy. When I started working at Amazon, that is something that has helped me. I was 20 when I started working at Amazon and I'm 24 now. But even being young and in shape, I still had to make sure I would take care of myself. When I was working three 12-hour shifts, by the end of the week, my body would be just worn down and wore out. When I started working there in the first month, I lost like 10 pounds. And I had to start eating before work, during my first break, second break, third break, and after work to keep my current weight. I guess from all of the energy I was expending, from doing that task for so long. And there have been times where I've like felt the strain, I felt the stress, my knees would hurt, or my legs would hurt, or my back would hurt. After having a promotion and some of the wage changes Amazon has made, I now make 23 an hour. I have not always made that money. Uh, so it helps taking some of the stress I used to have uh, off, being able to pay bills more easily and not just being paycheck to paycheck. So I work in the robotics department. It's a big Roomba looking thing. They're like 300 pound Roombas. The robots will carry things to you. It allows people to work faster. So those robots are dangerous. Everything that they carry can weigh 800 pounds, 1,000 pounds. So if one were to hit you, it would be like getting hit with a car. My job is to make sure people don't get hurt and people know how to like do basic troubleshooting with them. At Amazon, we have a fun metric called TOT. 
every single piece of work you do, every individual task, there's always a scan. You're scanning an item that's being sold. You're scanning a, a package that you just made. You're scanning an inventory location. There's always scans. The computer system knows every single scan you've made. It knows when you make your first scan of the day. So when you begin working, it knows when you make your last scan before you go on break. Leadership may say your break time is from your last scan when you leave to your first scan when you come back. If the scanning stops, if you don't have an excuse, that is a good enough excuse. You know, I had to go pray. I had to go to the bathroom. Uh, I went to uh, take my break. If you don't have an excuse like that, you got to have an excuse to quit being productive because at the end of the day, production jobs are like slavery jobs because you're getting paid to massive produce. You get paid a certain amount of money. You get paid more the more you produce. And a lot of individuals who haven't never been in that world don't know like uh what production jobs are and how important production jobs are because they've never been in that world. And uh, to me, that's what runs the world. That's more important than you sitting down, you typing and computing because those jobs can be replaced. Production will never be replaced because people are going to continuously eat that's why it's a shortage in food and stuff. That chicken wing price is going up. Y'all seen uh, Rick Ross with the Thigh Stop? He got the new company out called Thigh Stop. And uh, y'all see the lumber prices are going up because of inflation. And things are being inflated because during COVID, people realized that they didn't want to work during production no more. So they have less people. So that means less production. And that means prices are going to go up. And by prices going up, people are eventually going to go back to work. But we living in a world that if you don't produce that product, then you can't get it or you can't afford it. And it's only afforded to the people who have the finances to be able to purchase it. So with that being said, man, that's just like crazy to me that, uh, you can't and can't have like we live in America. America is a commun, not communist. Let me stop that. I know what it is. It's capitalist. It's a capitalist country, and you either is or you ain't. Like this situation. What did, what was your thoughts? Switching topics. What was your thoughts on the Derek Chauvin being sentenced to twenty two and a half years? Y'all know he only got to do two third of twenty two and a half years. So Derek Chauvin is going to be doing 15 years for the killing of George Floyd. 15 years. If I was to put my neck on somebody, I may put my knee on somebody's neck for nine minutes and it be filmed and I be helped by my constituents, we would get the electric chair for that brutal murder. And not saying that justice wasn't served because the Floyd family took a $27 million settlement. And I'm just shocked that the the jurors found him guilty and he doing time period because this is the first time we've seen that like people doing time for killing another uh, officer, killing a black individual. But uh, it's just 
we live in a desensitized world. Why do I want more? Why do I want him to be punished more? Who am I to want him to be punished more? Am I used to seeing things and, and I want revenge for something that really doesn't even have anything to do with me? Wow. <laughs> hey, but at the end of the day, here is the conviction. Here is the sentencing of Dirk Chauvin. And so, Mr. Chauvin, as to count one, based on the verdict of the jury, finding you guilty of an intentional second-degree murder while committing a felony under Minnesota Statute 609.19, Subdivision 2, Paren 1, it is the judgment of the court that you now stand convicted of that offense. Pursuant to Minnesota Statute uh, Section 609.04, counts two and three will remain unadjudicated as they are lesser offenses of count one. As sentence for count one, the court commits you to the custody of the Commissioner of Corrections for a period of 270 months, that's 270. That is a 10 year addition to the presumptive sentence of 150 months. This is based on your uh, abuse of a position of trust and authority and also the particular cruelty shown to George Floyd. You're granted credit for 199 days already served. Pay the mandatory surcharge of $78 to be paid from prison wages. You're prohibited from possessing firearms, ammunition, or explosives for the remainder of your life. Provide a DNA sample as required by law. Register as a predatory offender as required by law. And then you will receive a copy of the order and also the attached memorandum explaining the court's analysis. Anything further from the state? If this needs to be said, we just ask that it be executed forthwith. The reason I created this podcast is because uh, after experiencing the coronavirus, I wanted to tell people to be sensitive towards others, to be appreciative towards everything in your presence. And uh, be aware. Be aware when you're consistently doing things that don't benefit you, consistently doing things that ain't healthy for you, consistently watching television and right when they come on they talk about multiple people dying that ain't the only way you can get that information we live in the information world now social media and all of that you can go directly to it instead of turning on giving them ratings to keep promoting negativity to you keep watching commercials that's making you hungry for the the foods that's not doing you no justice or doing your body no justice when you watch commercials, they selling Budweiser's, Doritos, KFC. They ain't going to have no lettuce wraps up there or nothing healthy or no. They ain't going to be promoting spring alkaline water. That water clear too. Why you see that? That's wet, wet. And uh, like they ain't going to be promoting uh, healthy, healthy stuff. They ain't going to be promoting stuff that's beneficial for you. And uh, like Lamborghinis and Ferraris, they're gonna promote Chevys, the hoopties and, and stuff. It's just we live in a world where it's heavily promoted the negative things and then we get caught up into those things and and let it take advantage of us. Peace, love, plenty of abundance. Go and get you some money. I'm out. Yeah. You know how we do. Rockefeller.
forever. Catch me, skating through your town, putting it down, y'all relating, no waiting, I'll make your block in for red hot, I'm like Satan, y'all feel a nigga struggle, y'all think a nigga little, hustle behind the wheel, trying to win. The Trailer Jackson Podcast.